0: The Patriots Radio News Hour live on this Tuesday, the very first day of August 2017. Where does the time go? Back to school season upon us, I think uh, next week. All the kiddies in some schools it's this week, all the kiddies at least here in Arizona heading back to school. I hope today finds you well. Our toll-free number, 800 592 I'm the double J, Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group for over two decades now. 21, 21 plus years, getting ready to hit 22 years right here. One of the, if not the longest radio broadcasts, at least for economics, in the world today. Uh, all self-supported, all self-funded. When you buy from us, that's what keeps us here. Uh, the website at allamericangold.com. We give you the news. We give you videos. We give you articles. We keep you in the know out there. We got information. You know, you get our podcast. You get the metals program. We got Twitter. We got Facebook. I mean, we got it. You can shop online, you can order online, you can do all that thing, all those things, or you can do it the old-fashioned way when you call us at 800 I've got, you know what, it's going to be a quick special today uh, because whatever isn't sold today is going uh, back to the wholesalers. It's going to be a great opportunity, so get ready for it. But it has gone completely nuts and this is what's happened they have meddled in this thing uh they have meddled in the economy they've tried to cover up so many things and now all of it is just starting to to really get away from them we had one uh stanley fisher was out talking about it's a lack of inflation bubble alan greets man he dusted himself off to come out and say hey stanley don't worry Uh, Because it's getting ready to go the other way. It's a bond bubble. Others say it's an equity bubble. Now they're saying housing bubble. Uh, It's a lack of wages bubble. It's a lack of spending bubble. Who knows? It's a bubble everywhere you go. They're blowing tiny bubbles all over the world. And we've got a great show. All kinds of economic data was out today, and none of it was good. But the Dow, don't worry, Dow's up 100 points. Well, 95. Uh, uh, more Boeing. Boeing again, and Boeing and McDonald's, who didn't have earnings today, uh, but but they're making up the largest portion of all of this. Uh, but I don't even know where to start. I mean, we had uh, inflation data, which, by the way, I, I know I don't need to tell you this, uh, but they again said there is none. Uh, matter of fact, one of their favorite levels of inflation fell. Consu- excuse me, excuse me. Consumer paycheck. You know, we've got, you know, 153 million people working. It's the greatest workforce in the history of a workforce. Of course, not if it pays any money. Wages was unchanged. And even I'm very rarely, and I've been doing this a very long time. Do you get a zero? Right? Because they always say, well, someone gave you, you know, benefits or so, you know, these what I'll call incidentals that really don't show up on your paychecks." Uh, but personal incomes came in unchanged for the month of June, and then they also said, "By the way, uh, the." The, the the excuse me the savings rate also fell, and disposable personal income, and that is the income less taxes, uh, was also unchanged. So no matter how you sliced it, Americans didn't have any more money, uh, and and same thing with spending. They didn't spend any more money. Uh, personal savings rate for the dis- disposable income fell today. Then they had construction spending. Uh, they said that unexpectedly fell and actually p- fell pretty good, 1.3%. They also revised lower maze construction spending. I mean, at least here in Phoenix, I mean, they're building apartment complexes. I mean, that's for certain. Uh, the unexpected decline in construction, a steep drop in public construction spending. This is your state and local government, And we've been talking about, you know, the, the problem with the rising pension costs for all the cities and the states out there. And now are we starting to see those affecting other expenditures in cities and states? Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But a big fall in public spending 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 on education construction fell 5.5 percent uh even private construction though this was the other part that surprised people was also down uh spending on non-residential construction was up a tenth spending on residential construction down two tenths and then probably the biggest news was car sales a uh, you're talking a Kmart Sears type drop, General Motors uh, car sales down 15%, Ford down, uh, or Chrysler, Fiat Chrysler down 10 Ford down 75 and all across the board, a huge drop in the sales of cars, sales of trucks and SUVs, General Motors, uh, inventories everywhere. Hundred and four day supply. Normal supply for car or for new cars. About sixty five days. We're at a hundred and four in rising. What does this all mean? I don't know. We're gonna to try to make sense of it. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. Butter in that Biscuit, Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. And I, it is amazing. Everybody now, no one knows what to really think. No one knows what to really do. Uh, is there a housing, right? There's a supply shortage, but there's a housing bubble. There's a, a inventory bubble now in the car market where sales are now falling double digits. And, and, of course, they act like it's so shocking. right? They didn't see it all coming, and we've been talking about this for, we've been talking about the car thing now for six, seven, eight months. How much longer are the plants going to be closed? I don't know, but here was the troubling number, because, here, you know, and they always want to justify it one way or the other. Well, yeah, no one's buying cars. And the automakers, well, you know, let's face it. They're not that smart, right? Ford and Chrysler were out of business, or I mean, <laughs> General Motors and Chrysler were out of business, and and Ford. Uh, let's. I, I'm going to say Ford was the best one because it actually was the only one that could have possibly stayed in business without they didn't get the big government bailout. And and today their cars, their sales were only down seven and a half percent, while Fiat Chrysler was down ten, and General Motors. Let's face it. They, this is why they shouldn't have been saved to begin with, down 15%. But they talked about, you know, it was cars. That was the problem. Well, when you looked inside this month's number, this was a July number, sales were down in cars, trucks, SUVs, all of those things were down. And, and it kind of points to what's really happening out there. Incentives now at an all-time high. I was actually driving in the car yesterday. I heard ads for dealers that still have 2016. Right? We're getting ready for the 2018. It's amazing. And I don't know how all of this is going to work out. You had uh, Stanley Fisher on CNBC yesterday saying that it's an, it's an inflation problem, right, that there is none. Of course, there's only none in the eyes of the Federal Reserve. And we're kind of learning a very, very cruel lesson, aren't we? Which is they don't really care about inflation for you or I. They don't care. They act like it doesn't. They're acting like rents are not at all-time highs. Right? They act like housing prices aren't at all time highs. They act like car prices aren't at all time highs. They act like insurance costs aren't at all time highs. They act like sc- the cost of education isn't at all time highs. They act like the cost of insurance isn't at all time highs. Prescription drug prices all time highs. The- paying for your kids to play a high school sport, right? At all time highs. Everywhere you go, it's an all time high. But they say that there isn't any inflation and then uh today alan greenspan was on cnbc you remember him right the maestro and and really a lot of these things you can revert right back to the maestro himself this the latest stock bubble is still him just like the last one it was under his watch that all of this deregulation happened. The elimination of Glass-Steagall and the fact that they keep trying to tell you that they fixed something that they never did. Now we have the largest deficit the world has ever seen, and they're going to get a lot worse. But here's what he said. He said stocks aren't in a bubble. <laughs> Let me give you the re- It's a good reason. It really is. It's the reason actually you hear from all of these you know economists and guests that they have on the idiot box, which is, well, because of what they've done to the bond market, it's okay that the valuations on the stock market are all at an all-time record high. And Alan Greenpan came out today and said, oh by the way, that bond market, that thing's getting ready to blow up. And yes, when it blows up, it's going to take the equity markets with it. Doesn't matter. that's like saying it's okay that the guy was stealing because he didn't get caught. But he's going to keep on stealing. And eventually what's going to happen? Well, eventually he's gonna get caught, and then it's gonna blow up. And and that's what and that was the great advice from the maestro this morning. And then this came out yesterday. The first warning signs from the United States Treasury is burning through a lot more cash than was previously expected. At 3 p.m. yesterday, the Treasury Department. Now, of course, isn't it? It's not by accident. That's when they let the news out. But you know, right? Let's wait for everything to close and then we'll tell you. The Treasury Department announced that in its latest forecast for the end of September cash balance, in other words, how much money will the Treasury have, they say they'll have less than $60 billion cash on hand. Nearly half of what they projected it to be in May. In other words, just from May. Now, we're only in the first day of August, and this was really the last day of July. So from the end of May to the end of July, they said, oh, man, spending kind of got a little worse than we expected by, you you know, not too much, just another $55 billion. According to the department's own borrowing estimate, the Treasury is now expected to borrow $96 billion in the current quarter. The drawdown in cash and a jump in government outlays was to be expected, of course, uh, following the latest they remember the big jump in the debt, at least on paper. Now they're saying that the Treasury is going to have to print $500 billion in more debt from October to December. $501 billion. Now, they've only got $60 billion, so you kind of see what the problem is. So the, the debt ceiling issue uh, is going to have to be resolved. I think they're now saying three weeks but here's what it really says. The debts are really growing out of control. Now you're talking about $500 billion in the fourth quarter of, of, well, really, the first quarter of 2018. I mean, could we already be, I don't know where the debt is, right? We know it's over $20 trillion, but now it appears that by the end of December, out 21 trillion dollars and this is something i told you this is going to be happening and you need to start paying attention because all of these things now you're saying car sales down double digits construction spending is down uh 1.3 percent there's no wage growth zero now 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 they can't even come out well you know you're making an extra three cents or you're making extra five it's zero this mythical creature that they call inflation somehow isn't existing except for the people that actually live in the real world. Now there's talk about housing bubbles. By the way, one of those Denver, uh, Seattle, we know about San Francisco. There was a Washington, D.C., and a few others. Now they're worried about housing bubbles in those markets. And you kind of think about how is this all going to end? Right now we're looking at trillion-dollar deficits. They're going to have to admit. Well, you know, we—I told you—and and I really believe this, and I've been talking about it for the last couple of years. You had the first bubble when we we created this Federal Reserve, this central bank in 1913. Remember the Roaring Twenties. Right, and this was uh, the wealth, or what I'll call the Wall Street wealth effect, and everybody was going to be rich, and and then of course it all crashed, and they had what they deemed to be a decade of deflation. Right, that was the problem. Right? Because remember, now, these people caused the problems. They don't say that they caused it, but they tell you what the problem was and how they're going to give you economic prosperity. So they took away your goal. They took away our gold. They took away the grandparents and the parents. They took it all from the citizenry because that was the problem. See, we needed this mythical creature called inflation to come out. If it wasn't for World War II, we may not even be talking about a federal... I may not be here. Seriously. Because twice before we had a central bank, They both times they lasted for about 20 years. So you think about the first, you know, give or take 150 years of this country. The majority of it was with no central bank, and the money was gold and silver. They created a central bank two other times and it folded within 20 years because they did stuff just like the Depression. World War II kind of gave them a reprieve. Then, of course, once the world got back on its feet, the 70s came along. And we had hyperinflation. Well, inflation. I don't know if hyper, I'll call it hyperinflation. It was a lot. And, of course, then the Federal Reserve said the solution was to raise interest rates and crush the inflation. And they got rid of uh, the inflation, and, of course, they came out and gave all these great products that we got out of that. Right, we got rid of all of the Glass-Steagall regulations. We unhindered Wall Street. We we blew up the debts. We overcollected for social security, right, and spent that money so people we hit it better. Listen, here's the one thing they got better at. The central bankers got better at hiding what it was they were really doing. Right during the The Reagan years, the debt was way higher than what they said. But they had the Social Security Trust Fund money. And remember that brief period in the 90s when Alan Greenspan said that we were going to pay off the interest on the debt, and that was how we were going to save it. And we know now that didn't happen. And now we've entered into this next period. So we had the deflation of the 30s, the inflation of the 70s, and now we're dealing with the stagflation of the new millennial. Because really when you start looking at it, this is really where we're at. right? We don't have economic growth. We don't have any wage growth. Yet prices are rising, right? I gave you the list, right? All the things that are actually what things that we need to have. You need a place to live, right? That's more expensive. You need a, a way to get to a job. You need the transportation. That's more, and it doesn't matter what form of transportation. Day, I don't care if you ride the bus, take the train, or you have a car. Maybe you take Uber or Lyft. It's more expensive. Healthcare more expensive right now. But the rule end, you got to have that. All of those things, and now people are starting to question what's what's going to happen, right? We see all of the these bubbles starting to percolate. I don't. Doesn't matter if the, the, the if it's the bond market bubble or if it's the stock market bubble. Either one goes, the other one goes with it. time to get ready we're going to help you do that next
1: this is the phyllis schlafly report the
0: conservative pro-family broadcast of phyllis schlafly eagles a leading voice for the sanctity of life traditional education the constitution and american sovereignty
1: now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. President Trump's accomplishments in his first 150 days were successfully drowned out in the news by the mainstream media's obsession with Russia and the investigation by special counsel Robert Mueller. When combined with the lack of significant action by Congress, it's all too easy to mistakenly think that the Trump agenda had stalled. In fact, the Trump administration continued to carry out the policies that Trump campaigned on. Here are a few examples of progress on Trump's signature issues of immigration, jobs, and trade. On June 15th, DHS Secretary John F. Kelly rescinded the Obama amnesty known as DAPA that had been ruled illegal by the federal courts. DAPA would have legalized around 4 million people solely because they were parents of anchor babies. Some wondered why the earlier Obama amnesty, called DACA, wasn't rescinded at the same time. But Kelly's statement included a veiled warning about that too. In a little noticed footnote, Secretary Kelly warned that deferred action as an act of prosecutorial discretion may only be granted on a case-by-case basis, not the wholesale legalization of seven hundred thousand so-called dreamers. Some critics gloated that Trump was blocked from building the wall he promised on our southern border when Congress refused to appropriate the money. In fact, advance work on the wall is underway, and the government already owns or controls the most vulnerable 700 miles of the 1,954-mile border. Only 36 of those miles have the barrier required by the Secure Fence Act of 2006, which then-Senator Barack Obama voted for on jobs and trade since canceling the trans-pacific partnership in his first week in office president trump has taken a number of steps to use his presidential trade powers to put america first trump's commerce secretary wilbur ross and trade representative robert lighthizer are not afraid of being accused of starting a trade war as secretary ross recently told the wall street journal the united states has been in a trade war since the end of world war two And it's time we started fighting to win. This has been the Phyllis
0: Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. As President Trump fulfills his campaign promises, his accomplishments on trade, immigration, the economy, and protecting the unborn should be celebrated, not ignored or diminished. To track these victories, go to phyllisschlafly.com and find out what's next for the Trump presidency at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. No, sir 809510592 just keep putting it away we don't I don't know where right I, and I don't know when but it's soon. whether it's a bond bubble as Alan Greenspan says it is or whether it's a stock bubble or or whether uh, it's an inventory problem. give and you're starting to see now the 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 real economic data today was a huge day-to-day and it was all disappointing consumer spending disappointing right which means retail sales aren't going to be good car sales was double what they were expecting as far as declines go then you look at the the manufacturing data which we hadn't talked about the, everything was down except for prices paid. So new orders down, right? Uh, the employment index down. Everything was down, but, oh, yeah, but it's it costing us more. But don't worry, there's no inflation. Today we've got a very it's, – it's not going to last either way, one way or the other, because if, if I don't sell them all, I'm going to send them all back. This is stuff that we will have here today, tomorrow. And the last of it shows up on Thursday. But all of this essentially is going to be in-house. So if you buy, it's going to go out quick. If you're local and you want to pick up, uh, you'll be able to start pickups as early as Thursday. I have, there's 40 of these. It's a $20 gold piece and a $5 gold piece. So you're going to get one of each. You're going to save 50 bucks on the twenty. But the real big buy here, you're gonna save thirty dollars on the five. So the twenties are gonna be at thirteen thirty. The fives, when Wendy looked it up, we couldn't find a price this year this low, which is three hundred and thirty dollars. That would actually be my cost today if i wanted to buy these from my wholesaler today that would be cost so you're going to get a twenty dollar gold piece at thirteen hundred and thirty and then a five dollar gold piece So you are going to get a one ounce and a quarter ounce the five is at three hundred and thirty which would put four of if you bought four of them that would be like $1,320 on the $5 five piece. You never, ever, and I've been doing this, like I said, a long time. Where you could get a 5 for less than the price of a 20. You know, if you got four 5s, that it would be less than 20. That never, ever, ever happens. Every, you know, we can do it on the 10s, right? We do the 10s. You know, at least four or five times a year, you can get two tens for the same price, uh, but never can you do fives. And listen, I'm taking the the twenties down fifty bucks on this. So this is a, it's a great opportunity to get uh, get add to your portfolio. Uh, just a smoking deal. The five dollar price and this is ridiculous. The twenty dollar price, you're not going to get these again. Uh, Sixteen hundred and sixty. Shipping one dollar since it's the first day of August. I'm going to ship it to you for one buck. So shipped and delivered at sixteen sixty one. Uh, let let's put a limit of four. Limit of four per person at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. It's a twenty dollar liberty. These are the older ones, right? 1866 to 1907 and a five dollar liberty at sixteen hundred and sixty dollars eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. By the way, gold's up another five bucks again this morning. Actually make it five and change five thirty, twelve hundred and seventy two dollars. Silver's unchanged at sixteen dollars. And 77 cents and we kind of are looking at this thing now, we're getting really close when we're starting to look at, okay, what, what does the next four, five months the end of the year look like so the treasury department came out yesterday afternoon and said, listen, we need to issue at least 500 billion dollars in debt We won't make it to the end of September. Well, I guess we'll get right to the end of September. We'll only have 60 because we're in these emergency measures. They're only going to have $60 billion in the bank. That doesn't last them a day. Congress is getting ready to go on break. We didn't get health care. I don't know what the ta- and there's a reason why Trump keeps trying to figure out a way to get it done. He can't deliver the big tax cuts without it. Then you got the debt ceiling. We got the budget. We got all of those things. Then the North Korean thing. Now I've read conflicting reports. One of the, one of them I was able to confirm. Uh, The United States now, the Defense Department, is reporting suspicious submarine activity. And I do know uh, that they're trying to prove that they can launch these ICBMs from a submarine. I don't know what's happening. Here's what I do know. A month ago, they said, eh, yeah, they they probably can't touch us. They can get, you know, Japan and South Korea, but they can't get to us. Then, you know, what, two or three weeks ago, they launched one and said, well, maybe they could get to Alaska, right? Maybe Hawaii and Alaska, but they still can't get here, right? (laughs) Then, what was it? A couple of days ago, they came out with the latest test and said, hey, they can get L.A., they can get Denver, Phoenix, they can get Chicago. And then North Korea came out and said, listen, we can get the whole thing. And, and I'm thinking, like, what do we do? You know, this isn't like, they're not like Iraq or, and remember when they, you know, Iraq had weapons of mass destruction and they didn't, or Libya. These guys actually have them. Right? North Korea has them. But the other thing that they have that's the problem is, it's not like you can go up and blow up one thing. Okay, let's, Get some bombers up and let's blow up one thing and the problem solved they've got I don't even know I'm going to make this up. I'm uneducated. tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of rockets that they can launch at South Korea and Japan. It, you know you can't take it out militarily. So now what do we do? And now, you know, the one thing that we're worried about is the actual them being able to put a nuclear warhead on the missile that can get to the U.S. And from what I understand, that's coming soon as well. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Thirty-one sets are left. Uh, Thirty-one. We had forty. Like I said, this is it to to the end of the day or till they're gone. This should not make, it shouldn't really make it out of the program. That's how good it is. You're saving, this gold's up five, matter of fact, now it's up six bucks from yesterday. I hadn't even raised prices on that yet. And we're taking 50 bucks off the 20, the $5 piece in this package. That's my cost today. Three hundred and thirty dollars is my cost today. So you're gonna get a twenty dollar gold piece and a five dollar gold piece for sixteen sixty. You're gonna find all my companions, you know the guys that you uh that you see on Fox and on T V and all that. that's what they charge you just for the twenty. Actually they probably charge more than that. They probably wouldn't even sell you to you. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two limit of four. Limit of Four, so that give you essentially five ounces at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two and one dollar shipping. And so even another, I mean that's another thirty some bucks you're saving. <laughs> thirty four dollars on shipping, thirty dollars off on the five, fifty dollars off on the twenty. Are you kidding me? Eight hundred nine five one. Zero five nine two. Home prices are now overheating, right? I, you know, it's so hard, right? We got a supply problem. We've got a demand. Or we got this problem, that problem. Home prices in Denver, Houston, Miami, Washington D.C., joining New York, Seattle, and San Francisco. <laughs> you know, just places where people live as being, here's what they determine as um, overheating. They say that they exceed sustainable levels. And I was like, oh, okay, well, what does that mean? And their definition, this is core logic, the definition to a, a market that is exceeding sustainable levels is one in which home prices, are at least 10% higher than the local economic fundamentals like disposable income. You know, like, you know, how much people make versus how much the home is. And when the home gets to the point where, yeah, nobody can afford one, then we'll call it overheated. So now they say, by the way, the the rest of the markets. So you know you see the ones that I said are overheated are all what they are calling right now at value. In other words, yeah, we can't sustain any more prices. The the income and of course today's number doesn't help, right? Because now we know there is no income. With no end to the ex- escalation in sight. Affordability is deteriorating rapidly. This is, this is the CEO of CoreLogic. <laughs> listen, in interest rates, I mean, they're, they're nothing. I mean, they're what, 4%? And then if you listen to Alan Greenspan, if Alan Greenspan's right, we're all done for. right? Alan Greenspan came out on TV this morning and said, hey, the bond market's going to start rising, and it's going to rise fast. Low mortgage rates are keeping the market affordable from a monthly payment perspective. And again, affordable is a real relative term, isn't it? It will likely become a much bigger challenge in the years ahead until the industry re- resolves the supply challenge. And I've told you, there is no supply challenge. It doesn't exist homes out there for the money people can afford like well i guess in that term, you're right that's the problem there's plenty of houses out there for 400 500 a million five million what we don't have is a home that people can afford and so now you're looking at all of these new homes how can a new home i mean 360,000. You know, I told the story yesterday about I me. Mean, There's no way I could have. My first home was one hundred and thirty grand. An In interest rate. I think I paid seven. It was somewhere seven point three. I think was the was the was the number. That was my mortgage percentage. Seven three. I made eighty thousand dollars a year. And I was nervous about it. I mean, I was right kind of like, yeah, you know, I put $5,000 down. Mortgage, 132000 Now, I could have never, even with a, a 4%, couldn't buy a $360,000 home with eighty grand. 800-951-0592 that is the toll-free number you know there was a great story this was a realtor in dallas she said that she put a home on the market There was an inexpensive home 22 offers she goes we don't take the highest offer anymore We only take the all-cash one, right? So even now, you think about how many of the home sales that are we looking at that are just the flippers again. It's all back again, right? They brought it all back again. We got everybody out there flipping. I actually got a call yesterday, and this is why I know it's a great time to buy. I got a call yesterday from a realtor here in town. He didn't buy it from me, but he wanted to sell me back his gold and silver because he doesn't understand why he needed it anymore. Picture Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Uh, this just breaking here. Senator Lindsey Graham saying that Donald Trump, President Trump, is prepared for a military strike on North Korea. So uh, I guess he gave an interview today on the Today Show. Uh, said that, that the United States should not only take out the country's nukes, but take North Korea itself out. This was Senator Lindsey Graham on the Today Show this morning. Says that the United States has military options to take out the nuclear program. That President Trump is not going to allow the ability of this madman to have a missile to hit America. If there's going to be a war to stop them, it will be over there. If thousands die, they're going to die there. They're not going to die here. Graham's statement come just uh, days after, the obviously, the missile test, defense technology Uh, Defense Secretary Jim Mathis has apparently told House members that the war would look like would be a war that he says America will win. It will be a more serious war in terms of human suffering than anything that we've seen since World War II. It will involve a, the massive shelling of an ally's capital, one in which is the most densely packed cities on Earth. Talking about North Korea, probably talking what? Talking about Seoul, talking about uh, uh, Tokyo. Uh, incredible. Uh, Lindsey Graham apparently was on the, uh, I guess, the, the Today Show this morning, uh, at least insinuating that uh, President Trump is prepared Uh, We'll all have to wait and see. You know what? Hey, that's how we got out of the malaise of of the 30s. Man, I don't know. This is a, like I said, this isn't an Iraq thing. This isn't a a Libya-type thing. There's no good option. You can't go over there. No matter how many missiles you drop and prevent them from being able to reach uh, two of our biggest allies in in their major capitals. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, right now, it's just talk. Let's hope it stays that way. A quick look here at the, the gold market. Like I said, gold's been up pretty much all morning. Uh, $1,272. Silver's unchanged, $16.77. Uh, the special today, and it's been a great one. A U.S. $20 gold piece. You're going to save $50 a coin on this at thirteen thirty. A $5 gold piece, you're going to save 30 bucks on that one. That one's actually at dead cost. And then you're going to uh, $1 shipping. So you're going to save another 34 bucks on shipping. I mean, you kind of do the math there. You got, uh, what, $114 in savings. There's $1,660 until we're out of them. Uh, limit four. So if you wanted to pick up four of them at $1,660, uh, that would be $6,640. $6,640 plus one puck to get it out to you. Welcome to August. I'm, I'm a little worried about what tomorrow's going to be. 800-951-0592. Everyone take care. Have a great rest of your day. Put some gold away.
1: We'll be back.